What's up, guys? This is your not-so-classified millennial survival guide. This is your host, Dalton. And it's your host, Katie. Let's get ready to rock and roll. So here we are, guys. We're back. We've done our intros. We've done the work, the preparation. It's episode one. How you doing, Katie? I'm doing good. I'm really excited to finally be live out in the real world after a couple of months of planning. We are out live and in the real world for you guys to listen to us and hopefully start interacting with us here on the Not So Classified Millennial Survival Guide. Today's all about post-college life. Whether you're in the dump, wherever you're at with that post-college life. The brick wall no one warned you you're going to hit. The, uh, it's the, the worst. world no one told you you were ready for. We're going to tackle it today. What do we got up first, Katie? I don't know. Like, let's just, let's just get into it. Like, I think the biggest thing about like post-college life is I think when we're in, like, especially, I don't know about you, but I know for me, when I was in college, I kept thinking of like, okay, so when I graduate, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to look for a job really quickly. I'm going to find a job. If it's in my area, I'm going to get all of my money in order, and then I'm going to find an apartment, and I'm going to move out of my parents' house, and it's going to be, like, perfect, and I'm going to live this great dream, and it's going to take, like, six months tops. Yeah, so those you're, you're <laughs> talking post-college expectations, those lofty goals that you were telling yourself you were going to do, but once you realize you're out in the real world, they're just not possible. Okay, let's be real here. For some people, that is like 100% logical goals. And I mean, for me, myself, I in six months, I had accomplished at least half of those. Those were like the minor ones. But in other places, I didn't, I'm still a year into it, nowhere near accomplishing those goals. So let's hit, let's hit the ones you haven't even gotten close to accomplishing first. What, um, on a, on a small list, you know, top three. Top three things you weren't even close to accomplishing right now. Um, I would definitely say like getting my money in order. I think that's like <laughs> the biggest one just because I'm is I live alone, so I have a lot of bills I have to pay by myself. But also I do like shopping and as an interior designer or an interior architect, I, I like when things are designed. So I took a lot of time to design my apartment and that takes money. Um, but it's also, it's, I think that's like the biggest thing. Another like big thing I thought was I was going to have a job really quickly out of college. And even though I do have a job now, it took me almost three months to secure a job that I felt like comfortable doing. Guaranteed when I came back from college, I was working at a local retail store and doing part-time work there just so I had an incoming paycheck, but it wasn't like full-time job at all. And I definitely like thought didn't had no idea like how much like I would be like damn I miss college until like you look back and you're just like man in college this is what I would be doing on like a Thursday night with my friends or a Friday or even like a Tuesday. Yep. Now I'd have to agree with that. Now you said you live alone. I I live with a roommate, but uh, still you know you see that big paycheck as soon as you get out of. Uh, out of school, and I was actually lucky enough to to graduate and have a job within uh, within a month or two. Um, but with that job came moving out of the house. So 
you know, I was hit right away with the rent payment and utilities and bills and um, yeah, a lot of things that you just, when, when you think, hmm, I'll have a job, I won't have to worry about it, that uh, the little sneaky, sneaky payments here and there, um, it makes you either budget right off the bat smartly or you realize six months later, wow, I have hardly any money to show for my six months. I've been working at a full-time job. Where did that all go? And that's kind of the, right. the big thing that I hit was like I was six months out and was like, wow, I barely made any money to put in my bank account. Like I made a ton of money, but where did it all go? So it like made me step back and realize, okay, let's actually start budgeting here and like being smart about some things. So like one, one tip I have for some people is like, there's apps out there, tons of apps for your phone. They're a dime a dozen, but they track your spending. They categorize it and you can set up subcategories and this, that, and the other thing. And it's helped me tremendously to kind of just like recognize where it's all going and like kind of just take ownership of where I'm spending. Because once you start realizing where it's all going, that's like the first stage of attacking actually starting to save some money. Oh, absolutely. And I do have to agree. Like, I think like, look, I, I have one of those apps too and I use it all the time. But I do want to say like one big shout out to my mom. When I saw, took my job and I moved away from home, the first thing like off the bat was like we reviewed my finances and she kind of helped me out with like how to budget because I'll face it like in college and I'm like even in middle school or high school, like I was never taught how to budget. Like they attempt to teach you and it's like very unrealistic <clears throat> in a sense. Right. Um, just because like they're just like, yeah, here you go. Here's your every day. That's how you budget. That's how you do it. But like life happens, people get into car accidents, tires break, like tires get flat, like oil changes. I've had some like very unlucky car experiences. But like one thing my mom was like really particular on, she goes like, when you move out, I had to, so like a lot of expenses that I didn't account for because I'm so used to my parents helping me out with them when I was in college. <laughs> my car insurance, my cell phone bill, like even though I paid a portion of this stuff, like my parents deducted a good chunk because I was in college. I wasn't working sure. 40 hour weeks. I was working maybe 10 hours a week. So like health insurance, I didn't even realize. So my parents moved out. My mom's like, this is all you're going to take care of. So that way you get used to automatically living on a crunched budget. So that way you can set up your spending habits and like your ideals. And even every time I go home, and I like get a raise, like I'm always like the first person I grab is like my mom or my dad. And I'm like, okay, this is how I'm breaking down like my week. Like grow I like the first the first thing I always calculate is gas. I always calculate gas. That's just because too, because I travel a lot is like the one expense that I never realize creeps up on me so quickly. Because yeah, it's a three, three and a half hour drive home for me. And it's like up and back, and especially driving from Maryland to Pennsylvania for me gas prices are so much more expensive in PA than they are in Maryland. So like it only takes me maybe 35 to fill up in Maryland. But when I get back home, it takes me almost 45, 50 to fill up, to come back down. And it's like, holy crap. And then by the time I get down, I got to fill up again. So there's like close to $100, $120 that you're like, wow, I just wanted to go home and see the family, but I'm breaking the bank here. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the first thing I always do is like, I have a set, like I get paid weekly. So I have like a set balance that I take out of my bank every single week. 
where I'm like, all right, I'm taking out X amount of monies and this covers rent, utilities, Wi-Fi, and like, and that's part also part of my like savings account that I put into it. Right. And then like the next amount that I have left, I'm like, okay, is there, I was like, okay, this is how much I usually use in gas a week and all that. And like, shout out to like my parents, but also like you said, like those apps really help me budget. Like where oh, I'm able to be yeah. like, my friends are coming up in like in two weeks. How much do I need to cut back and where do I need to cut back? So that way I can go out to dinner four right. times and can go get some drinks and not feel like I'm being like a penny cruncher. Well, I think, I think that's the biggest thing too. Kind of what you mentioned is like, how much can I pull from here or there, uh, you know, to put towards this? I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, if you're pulling money out of somewhere, or if you're pulling the money out of like, say like your grocery allotment for the month, like don't just like put it in your pocket and say, Oh, it can go to wherever. Like for me, it's like, if I'm pulling from money from somewhere, it's always got to go to somewhere else or I'm just yeah. going to something stupid. You know, like I just, exactly. I have that like age old saying of like cash burning a hole in my pocket where if I have cash for too long in my wallet, it unfortunately burns a hole in my pocket. It's not. I actually but. don't even like carrying cash anymore for that reason. I only literally carry, I think, ten dollars a week, yeah. and that's because on Fridays I like to treat myself to a bagel, and the place only accepts cash. Well, I try to eat really healthy, so like Friday, it's like you made it this far in the work week. Like, enjoy a bagel and their New York style bagel, so I can't pass it up. And they have like custom cream cheeses, which are awesome. But it's like I'm I'm just like you. It's like I use we I think we both use the app Acorns. Like if I have extra money, I automatically put it into Acorns. I'm like, that's my save that's like yeah, my that part honestly. of my savings and my Christmas <laughs> money for my family. Like I'm like, come November, I'd like take it out and that's what I use to like purchase all of my Christmas gifts or the ones that I haven't already yep. that day. Yeah. So I, I also like you said, we both use Acorns. And another thing that I started kind of like just throwing money at because it's just mindless and it takes it out every week is an app called stash. It's like an investing app and you can put it in Amazon. You can put it into real estate. You can put it into um, just about anything you can imagine like business wise on the stock market. You can invest and it only, it only starts with you like putting in $5 and you can just do $5 a week. You can do $10. You can do however much you want, but like it builds at a better investment rate than like, what it would just putting it back in cash. So I think it's a pretty neat app too. And like, so it, it's just, it says it what's best on best for you. Yeah. Um, which I, I just want to sh like throw out to people. We have no affiliation with acorns or stash. We're just kind of, you know, what's out there and what we use personally. And, you know, um, it's definitely, I think it, no matter what you do, I think putting money back to uh, a lot itself over time is a smart decision if you're just doing it habitually without even seeing the cash, like right off the bat, like right when you get paid. I even have some friends that like, they're really good with cash where they will do like every week, however much they have in their um, account is they will, I even have like some friends that have two separate accounts. Like one has their direct deposit and then another account is like literally their savings and they have a debit card for it. And all they literally do is they just transfer everything from one account to the other. Right. And their debit card like sits in a lock safe in their house. And I mean, I think that's really smart and really like great for them that they're able to do such oh, a thing. 100%. Um, just because like they're able to be like, this is, I know it's here and I know it's not going anywhere. And that's kind of like how they like started saving for like apartments or houses or some of my friends were getting married. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like really awesome and really cool. Um, like kudos to them. 
and all that, but we're totally off topic of like yeah, so post-college. Let's, let's, all right, so we've definitely covered the post-college uh, financial what the fucks pretty much. Um, so let's let's get back in onto a little uh, topic here of post-college. Um, you know, what do you what do you wish you still had from college? that you don't have now or like vice versa? What do you, what do you appreciate not having anymore from college that you wish you had now? Um, I think like what I wish I had now that I had in college. Hmm. Um, well, like for one thing is like in Pennsylvania, like I kind of knew where everything was like where, where, where you went to school, like if I wanted to get a cupcake or like anything like that. And I think it was definitely like it's well it's just like the familiarity like you know where everything is mm-hmm. and like in Pennsylvania or not even like where I live now it's like I'm I'm still getting that familiarity like I don't have as much free time either to like be able to go wander the city or like go drive around and find out where things are like I work Monday through Friday there are some days where I like leave the house at four o'clock in the morning and there are some days when I don't walk into the door till 8 p.m or even later. So like, it's, it's kind of like, I just want to go to bed. Like, I just want to shower. I want to eat. I just, I just want to relax. And then which leaves like Saturday and Sunday to like explore. And I do take that opportunity as much as I can, but at the same exact time, like those are your two days where you can sleep in and like, you can relax. But also like, I think like, it just didn't prepare me for like, especially in the real world, like how much responsibility you're supposed to have. I think one thing I constantly text you about is I am 23 years old. I should not have this much responsibility. And then you're always like, no, you're 23 years old. You should have this much responsibility. And I'm like, yeah. no, no. And no. And, 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 I, uh, you know, we always talk about too, we have this back and forth of like, you know, we are fresh out of college. We've just, you know, we've gotten our degrees. We should know the things that we have the responsibilities to take over for at work. But sometimes you're just like, you really trust me with this right now? Like I am still fresh out of college. You know that, right? But it's like that's that's I think the it kind of speaks to the education we got and you know the degrees we have is that we were prepared to take on this responsibility and step out in the real world and be given the tasks at hand that maybe some people our age aren't ready for. But I think you know if you're not challenging yourself and constantly being confronted with the scenarios of wow, am I really ready for it? You know, like if it's not constantly challenging you, then like you're not truly pushing yourself to be the best you. So like, I think you should always be confronting yourself with scenarios in your life that you're like, Hmm, should I really be doing this? Like responsibility wise, like at work, like, am I really able to take on this much role in this company or this much role in this project or whatever you may have in your life? So I think, you know, that's something you should kind of always like try and pick up on and like get yourself to do like challenge yourself in that, in that respect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I kind of think like one thing like about like the post-college life is I think a lot of times even in college, like especially near the end when you're just like, I know I'm graduating. It's like, I'm just doing enough to get by like in the real world, like enough to get by isn't going to get you that promotion or isn't going to get you to like be looked at by the boss. Or even if you want to jump jobs, like, a lot of companies are going to call your current employer and be like, how are they as an employee? Like, are they doing well? Or even like people that associate with you. And if they're just like, you know, like it's, they have all this potential and they just don't access it. Like that's one thing that I've like even seen in my like 
my company works or, or, or have overheard meetings and they're just like, you have this potential and you have this energy. And I just feel like you're doing the bare minimum to get by, like, right. give me something more and I, and I'll need it. I'll match it. And I think that's like really awesome that like, I, I work for a company that they push you to do that. But on a, like a lighter note, I do want to talk about like a coincidence that happened in college with me and you. Coincidences. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no. It's about to get deep. <laughs> you don't remember. Well, me and you, especially like the last like couple of weeks, like, I mean, I know about some, for some people, like your majors, like you're staying up. So like, especially during finals week or pre-finals week, or as we would call it current week, like you're up all night or till like five o'clock in the morning, take an hour power nap, or even like an hour shower where you probably fell asleep in. Um, and that's why it was an hour. And coincidentally, both of our families planned our like, congratulations, you passed, or like family vacations to Nashville. Like that was, I think both of us were just so pumped. Like I remember it would be like 5 a.m. and like, I can't do this. I'm like, we gotta do it, Nashville. We yep. did not go at the exact same time, but like we did both go to Nashville, oh, so it was pretty did. funny. Nashville might have burned to the ground. <laughs> Nashville would have burned. <laughs> we, as as like we're saying, like we are like we influence each other in like the best and worst ways at the same exact time. Like where I don't know, he doesn't know how to tell me no, and I don't know how to be like, no, you can't, you can't have another beer, even though like you're slurring your words. Like, go for it. You want a <laughs> shot of whiskey? Great idea. The the conversation with Katie usually goes, hey, want another beer? Yeah, sure. How about three more shots? Like, (laughs) I was just going to push it to a beer, but shots are cool. Let's do shots. So, I mean, yeah, I I think, I think let's, let's get back to the, 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 the topic of the Nashville trip. I think, you know, post college, I think it's in everyone's benefit to plan that, like, celebration trip and like give yourself some time between graduation and uh picking up like a real world job to kind of just like embrace the moment of like finally being done with college and being able to celebrate it for a little bit because i think a lot of people jump that like train between like oh man like college i gotta get a job gotta get a job and like the day they walk out of like graduation they're walking right around the corner and into their office like I think that that like post college celebration, whether it's like a quick weekend trip or like a week trip, like both of us took, like, I think it's completely acceptable. And like, honestly, a really, really cool thing to do is to like get it, whether it's a group of friends or with your family, take that post college like celebration trip because it's kind of like one last hurrah before you really hit the real world. And I don't know about you, but the real world punches you in the face the first couple of weeks you're in it. <laughs> yeah it's even though it's like training like for one thing it's like training a lot of people do training in the first like a week or two and it's a lot of information that's thrown at you really really quick and you honestly feel very like overwhelmed no matter how much you're prepared for it it's just like oh my god i have to do all of this all at once blah 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 and then like you look back a year later and they're like i can i was like we can add one more thing for me to juggle this is so simple but it's like i definitely agree like a post-college trip like even like what was interesting was yours your trip came like right after graduation you left within like hours or a couple of days after graduating right no, yeah i left the next morning <laughs> <laughs> well me I, trip, I was like my trip actually um yeah i actually literally think you packed up your apartment drove to pennsylvania drove to your house 
unpack the car. I didn't even unpack the left car. One suitcase yep. in and then drove to the airport. I packed I literally think my apartment in my dad's truck. We parked my dad's truck in my garage. I grabbed the suitcase that I packed separately for the trick at trip out of my dad's truck. And we continued driving from my house to the airport in that morning. It was fantastic. Yeah, like yours, yours was, it was funny because yours was literally just before, right after um, vacation. But mine actually came two weeks before I moved and everything. Right. I actually, when I was on my trip to Nashville, I agreed to my job, signed my contract. And I like went to the, like, the check-in counter and I was like, Hey, can you um print something out for me? And then like fax it back. And they're like, <laughs> well, it's just like, you don't know how it works. It's like, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Like some people are just like, Oh, oh nobody prepares you. I don't care how much in college, like your classes or whatever, none of your classes prepare you for like that after the job interview, once you get accepted of like the scenario of events after that. I don't even think like for like, I mean, for some like part of the job interview, like I did have some teachers that helped me out in college, but oh, some like didn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm saying like, like that after scenario of like. But like even, even that, I think like, I don't, I don't even think like I can say I had the best situation where people like set me up. Like in a sense, people told me like, this would what you should wear to an interview. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like these are the do's and don'ts of what to wear to an interview for a girl. Cause you know, they're like, you want to look put together and everything. Um, and I literally remember I was shopping for hours looking for like any like appropriate outfit. Like even like for the job I work in right now, like I remember shopping for hours for like the perfect, like right dress pants and everything to like show I'm a professional that just graduated college and I'm ready to enter the real world. And now every single day I wear Converse and skinny jeans and a V-neck t-shirt. <laughs> At least our profession the like in the designer profession we are so business casual anymore. It's not even funny. Our office is the same way. It's it's jeans and maybe a button down for the guys. And like girls are just like you said, Converse. What it's just, it's so much more laid back than like a generation ago. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I do uh, agree though that some teachers do set you up on like how to build a resume and like what you like some questions you should say in a job resume. I think like one of the smartest pieces of advice that one of my teachers gave me, um, Maria McDonald, I will even give her the credit for it, is uh -huh. she said, when when you go into a job and you are the new hire, if you want to like be looked at as important or even just to stand above the crowd, figure out what your job is the weakest at. Like, what is their weakest link? <coughs> right. And become the best at it. Master it. Make it no longer their weakest link. And she told us scenarios and how she does it. And in a sense, like that, that's part of my job is like one of my jobs is like the weakest link. Yep. And I have now like a whole spreadsheet, a whole chart on how to improve it. And it's been getting like so much better. Like this was a, like a section where like we would be shelling out over a hundred thousand dollars in remakes and like guaranteed, like we're not shelling out zero dollars anymore. We're shelling out almost a little bit more than that, but why but it's less than a hundred thousand dollars and that's right. something that my you're boss is like it, you're making it constant progress yeah it's it's progress like you can't expect to change everything overnight and that's mm -hmm. like one thing so i definitely agree with that and it's something that's like lived with me it's like how do you move up in a job like okay find what they're weakest at become their best become the strongest educate other people and like move on because then it shows that like you're able to adapt 
Yeah, I think that's that's like a, a huge part of, I think, advice that we could give anyone going into their first job after college is like, you know, don't expect to move the needle in one way or the other the first day you're there. Like understand that you are someone new and that you're going to take like a day or two or maybe even a week or two to like settle in and truly like understand the way your company works. But at the same time, always be vigilant of how your company does work. And like, like you said, you can make an impact if you focus your efforts in the right direction and like be vigilant about where you might be best to fit in. And it might not be where your job title had you fitting in. You know, you can find other areas in your company to kind of make your niche and make your, make your presence like felt. But Absolutely. I guess uh, let's, let's get into uh, like maybe one or two of the hardest adjustments we've had. I think post-college life um, going from that dorm life or that, you know, your apartment life in college with a couple roommates to um, out in the real world, you know? I think like one of the like hardest adjustments is like in college, like, I don't know about you. I had like a big routine from, from like, September to from like September to May like I had I had a specific routine I mean from August to May I had a specific routine it was like wake up go to work like work out um go to classes blah 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 and then it's just the minute you come home it's like okay like come come next August that's no longer my routine I have to think of a whole new routine right. that I now have to get readjusted to and like you, you almost kind of feel like pressured to get readjusted to it just because of the fact that your whole life just changed. And it like, as much as like you anticipate, like, yeah, it's going to change. Like you have no idea like how much it's going to change. It's like, it's like, I have some friends that I like, I'm, that I used to talk to every single day in college that I don't really talk to anymore. And then I have some people that I like rarely ever talk to college that I talk to like on a weekly basis now I'm like hey how's life like how's it going like my roommate actually from my junior and senior year like she moved to Florida she's a great artist and like we don't text every single day but we're actually pen pals like she wants to write letters she's like I think it's old-fashioned I think it's so cool and like I think that's interesting that she wants to do something like that I'm sure it'll turn to something like super dope art piece but like it's it's you don't expect like how much your life's going to change like your format like you yeah. know what i'm talking about oh 100 like, you, you really a you don't know where you're going to get a job you know so i think that's kind of like the biggest adjustment for me too is like i had like these big hopes and dreams and this kind of goes back to like managing expectations i think you know is kind of like tied into this but like i had these big expectations it was like i'm an architect like i'm gonna go to a city and i end up in like rural maryland like at an awesome firm nonetheless, like, don't get me wrong. I love what I'm doing and what we're doing, but it's like, you know, you have these big expectations of where you're going to go and how you're going to do it. And then you don't end up in like anywhere close to what you thought you were going to do, but still in enjoying the job that you do. So it's like kind of the hardest adjustment for me was hmm, now I'm in rural America again, kind of similar to like where I grew up, but with knowing no one and trying to like keep in touch with friends from college just completely changed um, from, you know, seeing them every day and talking to them every day to now 
texting people once a week or like a Facebook message or a meme every once in a while. Like, you know, communication does completely just uh, change 110%. So I think that's just the biggest thing is trying to keep that like group of friends that you once had, you know, like basically brothers and sisters to now like maybe getting together with them once or twice a year, maybe at best. So I think that's been the hardest thing is just kind of keeping in touch with everyone. It's kind of, agreeing with you on that one for those people who might just be getting ready to graduate college or haven't found the real world job yet have faith you still party millennials you still because that's how like mine like we have two parties we have a winter party we have like a Christmas holiday party and like a winter party and it's literally like all hell breaks loose yeah and like i've seen people like we had a few we've had people like bring card games because we're literally hanging out at like five o'clock trying to sober up to drive home <laughs> or like people just getting ubers to drive like an hour and i'm like yeah. so go party you do i mean don't i please, please i'm like i'm saying this as like a friend like do not get trashed at your first company event like we're shooting it out for a little bit like definitely like I mean, don't get trashed at any company event personally. <laughs> um, like personally, please, please, please do not do that. Um, but also like enjoy it, like have fun. Like it's really scary because people think like once you graduate college, like it's the end all be all of fun. Like it's not like it might be a little bit harder to find fun. Like thirsty Thursday may not be exactly like the grade, like the epitome oh, yeah. of your life like it's not like oh maybe i can skip that 8 a.m class no you can't skip your 8 a.m showing up to work you just can't. you can't skip that like nine o'clock meeting on a friday so like you may not be thirsty thursday but like i do have friends or like at work where we go out and like we'll get like a margarita or something we'll hang out and like chat and it's really cool because like especially if you're hanging out with like the bosses or the people in the company who've been there a little bit longer like you get that insight so like it's like the fun's not over no. at all like yeah you may not be with the people you have it it's just yeah exactly and i mean like i have been to some adult parties like probably the ones my parents throw adulted <laughs> what is this I have adulted. but it's like it's there are adult parties like like i said like my parents do fairly big adult parties and it's and it's like it's cool because you get to like i get to really like talk to people of different jobs and everything but also the same exact time you get to realize like Hey, they, they went to college too. And like, look, they made it. And it's kind of like, I may not want to end up like them and what they did, but if they made it that far, then I can make it further. Oh, that's the way I, I do. Like, any, any opportunity I get to like have one-on-one -on -one conversations with like my slightly tipsy, like bosses or like people who are way higher than in life. I take that opportunity because it's like, they did something right to get there. So I'm going to rack their brain for everything they got because Chances are they probably have a little bit of bit of good advice. No, exactly. So, uh, I totally so, so what's up next, I guess we got this whole like post college kind of vibe going on today. Like, what would you say? You know, we've got the job. We've we, we're a year in, year and a half in. What's the five year plan? Like post college, once you get your budget down, you got the job. You're settled into a place, maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you're looking to move somewhere else. Like, you know, I, I think you've got the perspective of maybe you want to stay in your area and I want to move. So maybe we can kind of bounce off each other of like differing opinions on that one. 
See, like, I don't think, like, a five-year... This is where you're going to have to edit this out of this. So, like, I kind of feel like the five-year plan is, like, bad for post-college life. Just because, like, everyone has a different, like, plan. Like, it's... It's, like, I don't think, like, technically... I should probably say it's, like, a five-year plan is great for people who have it, but I don't necessarily think everyone needs a five-year plan, especially since, like, anything can happen at any single moment. Like, right. I do have a plan, like, a game plan of, like, okay, like, I do want to maybe, like, look into other jobs or even, like, I don't necessarily may want to stay in Massachusetts. I may want to move. Like, I don't, like, hold myself down like that, but yeah. I do understand that I do want to get more experience in the world. And that's something that, like, that is important that college kind of has taught me. But at the same exact time, like, I don't, it's, like, hard to say. Like, it's, like, way, way out in the future. And well, think, I'm just focusing on, like, today. Here's the way I look at a five-year plan. And it's definitely not holding anything in concrete. But I look at a five-year plan as kind of, like, a broad idea of, all right, I want to be here as far as, like, architecture-related. Or I want to meet these goals. Now, under those goals, maybe 110 different ways to meet them. I could meet them in Maryland. I could meet them in New Hampshire. I could meet them in uh, Florida. You know, like I can meet those goals wherever I'm at. But I think like if you really want to stick to the career you're in, then like setting a five-year plan for saying, here's the goals I want to hit career-wise. And then maybe on the same way, like personal-wise, like what are some personal goals that maybe like I can see myself improving myself personality wise or like personally like health goals or something like that. Like a five-year plan doesn't have to be like a concrete uh, set of instructions on what you need to do, but it can just be a kind of like a guideline. of Like if you're making decisions, refer back to your five-year plan and say, well, you know, does this fit where I want to like see myself in five years? I think it's like a fun way to look at it and a good way to keep yourself on track. If you have like larger goals in life. I mean, like, yeah, I agree. If you have a lot longer goals in life, like this is where I'm going to agree to disagree just because like, I'm not a big future planner. Like I have my five-year plan of like where I want to be in the world. And like, I understand, like I do want to move careers eventually and like do try something other than smart home design, but necessarily like, it's, I don't really have like, I need to hit this goal by the age of 27 or whatever it is. Right. 28 like it's I, I'm not very concrete like that like I'm very like to me like that's very concrete I'm very like loose like I wouldn't say like loose like that but I'm very more like free-flowing like all right like here's how I see life going and here's how I would like to go if it goes x y and z because like I'm a very big person of like I have had like incidents happen in my life where they have thrown a huge wrench in the plans or life has changed and I'm just like I no longer have this i no longer can control this mm -hmm. um so i try to be very like optimistic about like hey like in five years i want to do that but i don't necessarily like put in things of like this is where i need to be type of deal no and, and i get that 100 percent. i think i think this is a perfect opportunity you know if we have a listener or two out there that would love to uh, jump in and interact with us on our Instagram or our Twitter, um, you know, please feel free to drop us. You know, do you think a five-year plan is constricting? Do you think um, you think it's something maybe a little too concrete for someone just out of college to maybe look at, or do you think it's something beneficial that um, 
maybe in a, in a loose form way can help you start to attain um, small goals reaching towards a bigger goal. Um, so our Instagram is at not so classified millennial and our Twitter handle is millennial underscore guy. Um, so please feel free to interact with us guys. We can't wait to hear, you know, kind of what your thoughts are on that five-year plan. And, you know, if you have anything else to say uh, with the whole podcast in general, any questions, anything, you know, that you think might hit home to you, please feel free to interact with us. We really want to uh, talk with you guys and, and get your opinions on some things. So uh, hit us up, guys. Let us know. <laughs> no, absolutely. Please do. I mean, we're very new to this. So, like, we're, we're still trying to work out all the kinks, as you can see. Like, post-college life is something that, like, we're not necessarily – like, it's something we do reminisce on and, like, we do talk about often, but it's not something we're, like, new to. We're, we're a year out. There's, there's some newbies that have uh, been out uh, a little bit shorter than us. But, uh, but it's definitely, like – We're in it. We're, we're living that post-college life, you know, and, uh, just trying to make the best of what we got. Right, Katie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's my motto. But yeah, I mean, we're just trying to go day by day. And at the end of the day, like, we understand, like, the struggles of leaving college, especially, like, it's, it's like your security, your habit, your tradition and everything, whether it's, like, you joined a sorority or a frat house or a team or even a club, like, when you go out into the real world, like, as much as those people are, like, behind you, they're no longer there by your side. And it's you trying to figure it out by yourself. And you're not alone in the world. Everyone's doing the same exact thing. Some are better at hiding it than others. But I think the most important thing is to realize, like, you're not the only one struggling. Everyone is. You got it. So let's, let's transition a little bit into um, kind of the independence you get when you're when you're out in post college life and in the real world. Um, what is it? What does it all entail? I mean, to to have that independence, not only you know for yourself, but like when you're cooking, when you're cleaning, when you have to take care of the bills. Like you know, let, let's let's get into some advice on you know helping people get through that independently getting every single thing done in their life that. They may not have had to do whether they were living with their parents before or, you know, relying on roommates for this, that, or the other thing. You know, what are some ways you think you, you can help uh, get people through those, those forms of post-college life? So I definitely think, like, one thing that I know I really struggled with post-college was meals. Like, I'm, I was very used to having to sit in my room. I still do it. Like, I now do it on, like, Friday nights or Friday afternoons, Friday mornings, lunch break, whenever I can get a chance to do it and kind of establish, like, what I'm going to have the following week and what I need to get from the grocery store, whether it's on Saturday and Sunday. And I tend to eat really healthy or I try to eat as healthy as I possibly can. And one thing when I went home in the summertime, it's um, my house was partially un like finishing up construction. My parents had just redone their kitchen and they were doing some other work on the outside. So like our kitchen wasn't like fully in function, but also like I have a really big family and it's the summer. So it was a lot of like ribs and cheeseburgers and hot dogs and mac and cheese. And it wasn't necessarily like, the healthy things like I was used to eating like whole grain pasta and fresh fruits and veggies. And that was something that I was actually like 
easy for me, but also kind of hard. Where I was able to like sit to my sit down with my parents, my dad, and be like, "Hey, um, I know I don't do the grocery shopping, but like, would it be okay if we added like a couple of more like fruits or veggies on here? Like, I know we have carrots and celery, but could we add like some cucumbers, um, maybe some strawberries and some like." Um, tangerines and stuff like that just so like I can have like a variety of food to eat throughout the day so I'm not just looking every single day at like pizza or like chicken fingers <laughs> and yeah, it's, very, it's very easy to get stuck I think even in the real world when, when you're not with your parents of like getting in the you know the like the the mood of oh I'll just have chicken fingers tonight and then pizza tomorrow night and like unless you meal prep and like have for me personally unless I meal prep it's time consuming to make all the fresh meals. And like, if you don't have that 45 minutes to like set aside for meal making, it's so easy to just pop in the unhealthy stuff and not think about it. Literally. I mean, I have friends that you, that would do it all the time and you're just like, are you okay? Like, are you, you're, it looks like you're like out of like whatever they might be out of. And Um, and like, I felt like really bad cause like some of my friends are like down on, um, not like down on, but it's like some of my friends like definitely like struggled with that. I know for me, like it was hard because like, it's, it's like you're, you're used to like waking up on like a Monday or Tuesday and making yourself eggs and you're getting to the house and maybe there's like no eggs and like, it's like, Oh, okay. Like there's a really sugary cereal that I haven't eaten in like a long time, that type of deal. And it's just like getting back into the habit of that. And even like now, like you said, like in the real world, that's something that like I try to do my best is like eating healthy and staying healthy. I think, I think that's the thing too. It's like once you start eating healthy and get in a groove of like past a week, if you can get past like that one week hump without like reverting back to donuts and bagels and, all kinds of unhealthy stuff, then like, I feel like it becomes almost like a habit to just get home, make the food, you know, get in a role of eating healthy. Yeah, I definitely agree. So since we're close to wrapping up our, our first ever podcast, Dom, do you have any advice that you would either give yourself post-college life or you would give someone who is just entering the post-college life? Um, I think the biggest thing is to know that like you aren't the only one having these problems or, you, you know, you aren't alone in anything as a matter of fact, when it comes to struggles you may be having or just overall um, issues in life, like chances are if, if you're struggling with something, someone somewhere out there has had that same exact struggle and is more than willing to listen to what you have to say too, and maybe even help you with what you got going on. So I think, I think the biggest thing is like, don't be afraid to reach out to people and like, don't kind of say, Oh, well, like I'm definitely the only one having this problem. Like no one would ever understand. Or like, you know, I, I think a lot of people get out in the real world and are just like so smacked in the face with how like fast the world is or how much responsibility it is all of a sudden that like, they struggle with it. And I think they maybe don't look to other people as like shoulders to lean on. So I think a big thing is just like you have friends out there, whether you think they're that close to you or not, that probably struggle or are struggling with the same things that you are. 
So don't be afraid to reach out. No, absolutely. I definitely was going to say, I was like, the first thing that I recommend for people is like, please reach out. Absolutely. Um, like ask for help. Like that's, that's just how you're going to learn in life and how you're going to know. Like if you're going through, like you're really struggling, like reach out to an old friend and just say like, Hey, I'm like struggling. Things aren't working out X, Y, and Z. They'll be able to say, Hey, I'm here. I'm helping hand. Like, how can I do it? Yeah. I think that's like really important. I agree. I think, I think people underestimate how willing people are to help, (laughs) you know? And I think once you find out that you can reach out to people and they will help you out and they'll be a lot more willing to help out if you just ask. Nope. Absolutely. I definitely think like, I think we live in an era where like people are afraid to ask because we're afraid to get like made fun of, but everyone's struggling through post-college life. Even the people who are hiding it so well on their Instagram or Facebooks. And if anyone ever comes back at you and it's like, uh, no, I actually can't help you because I've never had a struggle in my life. Well, then that person's an asshole and they're lying to you because everyone struggled at some point in their life. So fuck the haters. They've all struggled. Absolutely. Every single person in the world has struggled. Like Dalton and I have struggled and we've even struggled so much where like we've gotten snippy with each other. We're like, I can't believe like you don't see my point in this. Like it's, and all all it takes from there is just a quick hang up phone call, let the other person breathe, and then call them back in about 25 minutes. That'll be good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, guys, I, tell you what, I really appreciate everyone who's listening this very first not so classified millennial survival guide podcast. Um, we appreciate the hell out of you listening. We'll be back at the end of the week. Have a great week, guys. Can't wait to hear from you. See you Friday, y'all.